My first mock draft of 2024 goes under the microscope. Brock Bowers, where does he land in the 2024 mock draft? To the New York Giants. How do we feel about it? We'll tell you about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and senior draft analyst. And as always, I got to kick the introduction over to my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man. Here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. The other part of this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football, and what we say, man, it all starts with the NFL Draft. And today's episode, DP, well, it's, I'll say how every day is. Mr. Damian Parson, he released his first mock draft, and he tried to get away. He tried to get away without go- putting it under the microscope, man. But I said, I said, DP, we got to bring that thing back, and we're about to put it under the microscope for the everyday. So listen, this was last week's mock draft, but we're going over this week because there were some intriguing matchups that I want to talk about. But DP, before we get that started, man, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, guys. So my first mock of the 2024 new year, right? So we're going to, you know how we do it. We start with picks one through 10. No surprise at number one. You know, Caleb Williams, quarterback for USC, going to the Chicago Bears. Justin Field time in Chi-Town is over, right? Number two, the Washington Commanders replaced Sam Howell with quarterback from North Carolina, Drake May. Number three, Jaden Daniels, QB3 off the board, three straight quarterbacks. Quarterback out of LSU, Jaden Daniels, and the Heisman winner is a New England Patriot. Marvin Harrison Jr. lands with the Arizona Cardinals, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia, top five pick to the New York Giants. At number six, the Tennessee Titans select Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. At number seven, the Los Angeles Chargers select Malik Neighbors, wide receiver from LSU. At number eight, we have the New York Jets adding offensive tackle Joe Alt from Notre Dame. At number nine, the Atlanta Falcons finally get a good quarterback with Michael Penix Jr., QB out of Washington. At number 10, the Chicago Bears at Rome Adunes, a wide receiver from Washington. So, Keith, I'm going to start here because in, in the in the opening, I said, I talked about this pick here. Brock Bowers tight end to the New York Giants. And I know some people were taken back by this. Well, they just paid Darren Waller and everything, but they can get out of Darren Waller's contract, right? Like, it's easy to move after the 2024 season. He was banged up. He dealt, you know, it was a subpar campaign, as I wrote. 
And I feel like if you're not going to, and I think the, the team came out with a statement about how they're rolling with Daniel Jones in the 2024. <laughs> That's a bold choice, baby. That's a bold choice in itself to but say you're rolling with Danny Dimes. Yeah, I, okay, that, that's crazy. But continue. I, I saw, that, I'm that's pretty sure I saw a tweet about that <laughs> that they were they were looking to roll with with Danny Dimes. All right, cool. So if that's the case, my thing is this: you got to get more weapons here, right? Brock Bowers mm-hmm. is essentially like a bigger wide receiver that plays tight end at six four two thirty. I think him and Darren Waller with their like receiver like skill sets, you can literally play them on the field at the same time. Now you got two big body weapons to go with Wandale. Uh you have Darius Slayton. Of course, it depends on what happens with Saquon or what they do with that situation. But if you're going to roll with Daniel Jones, right? If Jalen, you feel like it's not a situation, you can get out of this contract, at least give him another high octane, high caliber weapon that'll make his job easier, right? I think the Brock Purdy model the Tua Tungavaloa model, if you get weapons, you can elevate the QB, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Both of those guys are, are good quarterbacks. I'm just saying you can get the best play when you add more weapons. So, Daniel, Daniel Jones, let's add Brock Bowers and let's roll with it. Well, DP, I'm, I'm glad you explained that because when I first seen it, I, that was one of those situations where I was like, I have to talk to him about this. I need to figure out the thought process that's going into, I guess, doubling down on the tight end room, right? But I, I guess – I don't know, man. If I'm the Giants, right, that's not a decision that I would make, right, to keep right. Daniel Jones. And and, and I, I feel like this, and because you mentioned the other quarterbacks, yeah, I, I think we've seen that case study already, right, for Daniel Jones. And we know what it is at this point. I, I To be completely honest, DP, and we just we just watched them play, right, and I, with the Indianapolis Colts are out of the playoffs. But I would take a role on Gardner Minshew, right, with, with some, some weapons. And I think this, I think Gardner Minshew, DP, is is this era's version of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I, th- yes. I think he would. I think he would. He would turn exactly into that. But I, I, I un- what you explained in the pick, I do understand it for the New York Giants. Um, them doubling down on weapons because they have to start moving towards some direction, right? Offensively, they have to figure something out. Seems like they have a bunch of pieces, and then nobody to kind of put it together. That's why we talk about what the truck trailer. They don't have a hitch. Whatever the hitch is, they don't have it, right? They they don't have a hitch to get that thing moving forward. But DP, I want you to scroll down. Can you scroll down just a couple of selections? I think it's pick nine, I believe. The Atlanta Falcons. Michael Penix Jr. I like this one. I like this one because this. You've tried. They, they've tried everybody, right? They've tried Marcus Mariota. They've tried Desmond Ritter. They've tried T- Taylor Heineke. And none of, none of them worked, right? None of them worked at all. So now it's time to just go get a pure throw of the football. Somebody that can drop back and just sling it all over the place. Now, look, the ceiling for Michael Penix Jr., We'll figure that out through the, this draft process, right? When we when we when we get him into the combine, when he gets to um his pro day and, and things like that. But what we're watching, DP, is that you have these weapons and you can't get the football to him, right? And I think Michael Penix, you're going to get your best chance that you've had in the past three, four years since you drafted these weapons to get them the football. Because what's the point in having? We always say receivers are the most dependable dependent position on the field well guess what you're getting nothing out of Kyle Pitts and nothing out of Drake London because you don't have nobody to get them the football no 100% Keith and I, and I think that's that's the big thing right you selected three like high caliber offensive playmakers over the last three years three four years in the top 10 Kyle Pitts top three Drake London top 10 I think what pick eight seven or eight then the very next year, pick seven to eight, you pick B. John Robinson, but you can't maximize them without good quarterback play, Keith. So I, I'm that's that's for me. It was like I know some people saw a couple of Falcons fans were like, 
the ACLs. And, I, and I'm like, okay, guys, I get it, right? But this is when I put them here, I'm putting them here with the mindset of, all right, best case, you know, best case scenario, he goes to the combine and the medicals come back good, right? You get the green flag, you get the check mark, you get the the green light to go, you get all that, all those things, and then you can move forward. That's why for me, I put them here because at the end of the day, like the arm talent, the accuracy, the ball placement, the instincts, the IQ, everything that Michael Penix brings to the table, this offense needs. And I'm like, man, to think about Michael Penix in a pro style offense, play action to to uh, Bijan Robinson, and then throwing either the seam. To Kyle Pitts to throw in the bang eight post or the back shoulder fade to Drake London. Sign me up, Keith. Sign me up for all of that because I need that. You know what I mean? I need to see this team and this offense take that next step. But, Keith, we talk about taking the next step. I'm going to tell you a pick I really love here, Keith. And that was number 10. Number 10 might have been my favorite pick. I, this was another one where I was like, you got to talk to me about Rome, right? And I, I think the first, well, multiple levels, right? The Chicago Bears, where they stand right now. And then them going after Rome Madunja. Is he has he elevated himself to that level where you think he's a top 10 pick in the NFL draft? Because I, I, I didn't know this, and I think this might be the highest I've seen of the mock drafts I've seen. For me, Keith, yeah, Rome, Rome's top 10 for me, man. Like he, he's 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 in that fringe top 10 type of range. And like I think Chicago, if Marvin Harrison's off the board in the real NFL draft. And the Cardinals don't have that opportunity. They can trade back in, you know, lower in the top 10 and just snatch up Rome instead of, you know, taking them top five. They can trade back a little bit, get an extra pick, and still draft Rome. Rome had six foot three, 215 pounds. I expect him to run in that four, four, five, four, four, eight range, maybe four fives, but he has that build up speed, the ball skills. He's added what 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, and, and and strength to his to his frame this past offseason. This young man is really talented, smooth, gets in and out of his breaks, runs good routes, can uncover, right? All those things, man. So for me, I think pairing Caleb Williams, I, I feel much better with Caleb Williams walking into Chicago and having looking at his wide receiver room and wide receiver one is DJ Moore and wide receiver two is Rome Adunze, man. And then you got Cole Commit at tight end. I feel really good about that. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And then you talk about all the I want the the other weapons that they have too, right? The the, the kid that they drafted from Cincinnati, Tyler Scott. yeah, Tyler Scott, Darnell Mooney. Um, they can have some pieces to be able to be ready to roll. Um, for when Caleb Williams arrives in town, but DP, we gotta keep this thing going. We have to keep it flowing, man. Coming up next, man, is picks eleven through twenty from the mock draft. It's already been action packed, so stay tuned. We haven't covered your team because I promise you, there are a lot of good players and a lot of player matchups that we still want to see. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. All right. And it's very simple, guys. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
with the 11th overall pick in this mock draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select interior defensive lineman Jerzon Newton from Illinois. With pick 12, the Minnesota Vikings select, select edge rusher from Florida State, Jarrett Verse. At pick 13, the New Orleans Saints select offensive tackle Amarius Mims out of Georgia. At pick 14, the Denver Broncos get Leitu Latu, edge from UCLA. Pick 15, the Seattle Seahawks select safety Cameron Kitchens out of Miami. At pick uh, 16, the Cincinnati Bengals replace T. Higgins with Keon Coleman, wide receiver from Florida State. At pick 17, the Arizona Cardinals add Nate Wiggins, cornerback from Clemson. At pick 18, the Pittsburgh Steelers select offensive tackle J.C. Latham. At pick 19, the Green Bay Packers add offensive tackle from Oregon State, Talise Fuaga. And pick 20, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers add wide receiver from South Carolina, Xavier Leggett. Keith, where are we starting here? <clears throat> we are going to start in Cincinnati, man, with the Keon Coleman selection. And, and we know that Jamar Chase had some comments, right, that people try to take out of proportion. But I think he was just being honest, right? Like, listen, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get the money that owes me. And I'm, all, I'm like that for every player, right? You get the money. You do what you have to do. The general manager gets paid to maneuver player contract situations. That's not your job to do it. Your job is to produce on the field. And guess what, Jamar Chase? Guess what you've been doing? Producing on the football field, right? You've been all pro. You've been pro bowlers, playoffs, Super Bowl, right? You've done everything you needed to do to get your money. So go ahead and get your money. Um, And then you end up in this situation, right, where it seems like somebody's going to be the odd man now with the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver trio, right? Bringing in Keon Cole. That's different, DP. That's a whole nother level, I feel like. I feel like you bring in Keon Coleman, you have probably the toughest, grittiest wide receiver core um, that defensive backs don't want any part of. Like the, the, I feel like it's always like they can play linebacker also, right? Like the, like the both of those guys are fast, physical, explosive, catch point, dominant, talk their trash, right? Like you, you, it's a, it becomes a mentality type situation, right? Like remember – I, I think about those teams in the past, right? Like when you play like the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? When they had like Heinz Ward, and you know, it's like, man, I like I they 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 talented, right? But they so doggone tough too. Like I have to deal with this too, right? Like the fact that run blocking, they gonna run me off the sideline, and they gonna you know they gonna go over my head and catch the football, and then they gonna talk trash to me, like you know what I'm saying? They gonna they gonna physically outwork me, or if they get a quick screen, I gotta try to tackle these big boys, so. When I seen the Keon Coleman selection, I was like, yeah, I, I like that one because that, that that's a one-two punch for the future. And um, he's a different skill set from T. Higgins, but I think you can probably get the same exact production from Keon Coleman. No, 100%, Keith. And, and I love that that comparison to those that, that Steelers unit, right? Like, you know it's just going to be a hard hat, lunch pail, physical ball game that, to be honest, everybody's not built for. Every quarterback's not built for that. Like, Whoa. you might be able to cover those guys and stay hip to hip and squeeze them to the sideline and all that. But at the same time, when they get their hands fitted in the run game, when they're crack blocked, and you know what I mean, doing different things and they're getting into your head because they're so physical, they're going to talk to you and it's hard to, and it's still difficult to cover them. Then you got Joe Cool in the backfield dropping dime after dime after dime. And you're like, man, even when I'm in bright coverage, in the imperfect coverage, it's still not perfect coverage because you got guys that can play the ball at the catch point, play the back shoulder fade, be physical and out position you 
for the football when it's in flight. And, and for me, it was just like, man, Keon, Keon Coleman to swap him out for T Higgins and you get a cheap, similar skill set in terms of like being big body, physical receivers and everything. Yeah. But then also getting it for a cheaper contract, I felt like was the, was the best move for the Bengals. And like I said, pairing him with with uh with the already certified wide receiver one, Keith. You know, for me, it's like man, looking at all these different picks, and it's like, wh- where do I land here, right? Where where do I land? And for me, I think it's t- t- at number twenty in Tampa Bay, Xavier Leggett. And I know this might have caught some people off guard, but if you know me, you know Dame's dudes. This is one of them. Xavier Leggett is one of Dame's dudes. And I think if, if Mike Evans walks off in the free agency, right, that leaves you with what Chris Godwin, you got Trey Palmer, but you don't have someone with the prototypical size that you want to play that X outside position snap at the snap time at the time, right? And if Bray- Baker Mayfield comes back, you still want to give him somebody that he can trust that can uh-huh. take the top off the defense, be big at the catch point, be big, period. And Xavier Leggett, let's say 6'3", 228 pounds, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's a four, he, listen, I think, you know, I think he clocked in at 22 miles per hour or, or, or a couple times this year at top speed. This is this guy has extreme, extreme athleticism, but then also his ability to not just elevate at the catch point, but to float. You know what I mean? Like a cloud picks him up, and he's just, just climbing. And as a defensive back, that's that's terrifying because you're like, all right, man, if you if I don't beat him to get into the air, he's just going to keep elevating over me. And he does, he's done that multiple times in the 2023 college football regular season. I just feel like that's a good pairing for them. You get a fifth-year option. He's still – I think he's only like 22, I think, like 22, so, maybe 23. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this, DP. I guess you, the draft was with Chris Godwin still being there. Because I, I, when I seen it, I'm like, okay – you know, would this eventually be a Chris Godwin replacement, right? Just because, mm-hmm. it, I, I, you know, Godwin is just getting older, but then it seems like Mike Evans also is getting older, but he's still producing at a high level, right? Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's Hall of Fame, right? Stamp him, he, he's consistent at what he does. And so when I first seen it, I'm like, okay, how is this going to work? But, I mean, if you if you present it with Chris Godwin being there for another year or two and then eventually the transition happens, I think this is perfect, man. I think not only that, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks instantly elevate themselves all three guys healthy to one of the best wide receiver cores in the nfl point blank like and then we're talking about i talked about the the cincinnati Bengals situation with jamar chase and keon coleman right you talk about mike evans xavier Leggett, and, and chris godwin that's a good luck situation right like if you're a defensive back it's like please don't be five nine five ten because <laughs> it, it might not turn out good for you that day no no 100 and i mean at the end of the day like mike evans is as we all know he's heading to free agency and I think that they're still going to try and re-sign him, Keith. I expect him to still try and bring the big guy back and make him and have him retire as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But just in case you don't, you still have another six foot three, two hundred and twenty plus pound receiver that we remember. The young Mike Evans was pulling away from guys down the field. The young Mike Evans got Johnny Manziel drafted in the first round. The young Mike Evans was also a dog, and I think that's what mm-hmm. they'll be getting in Xavier Leggett as well. But also the versatility with the skill set, Keith. I love how you brought up the Chris Godwin. Yes, he could play that kind of Mike Evans role as that outside big body down the field jump ball receiver and with speed and everything. But he also can work in the slot and be a volume pass catcher. You know what I mean? And you develop him in that way if that's what you want to do as well. I just feel like he's a multifaceted guy, Keith. But I wanted to highlight one other pick, and it was number eighteen for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Mm. And I think I've said, I think I've said this before, maybe not on the pod, but maybe on Twitter or just in conversation. Dan Moore is not the future at tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I need them to understand that. Like, it's just not working out for him. Put Broderick Jones at left tackle. You grab J.C. Latham and you put him at the right tackle. Oh, yeah, you you are good now. You're physical at the line of scrimmage. You have the type of bodies, like SEC caliber, SEC offensive tackles that have the power, the arm length, the strength, the, the run blocking prowess that you can get back to being the steel, the Pittsburgh Steelers of old, where we're seeing it even this late in the season, right? As they close out the 2023 NFL regular season, they became much more physical down the stretch. Najee Harris getting going, Jalen Warren running the freaking football, getting back to being the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I wanted to highlight that pick as well, Keith. Yep, no, nah, no, nah, I like that pick too, just for the Pittsburgh Steelers and whoever's playing quarterback for them, whether that's Kenny Pickett, um, whether that's Mason Rudolph, or whether that's a quarterback they bring in, right? Could be a little Russell Wilson action Kirk going Cousins, on in Pittsburgh maybe. next year. Yep, we'll, we will see. But DP, let's go on to see, man. We're trying to see, we're trying to see the rest of this mock draft, man. So coming up next, man, we have picks 21 through 32, man, around out the the round out the rest of this mock draft coming up next. Couple weeks ago, guys, we were wrapping up Christmas presents. Now we're wrapping up the NFL regular season, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, finding new finding bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. Guys, and so much, and I mean so much more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. With pick 21 in this mock draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Troy Franklin, wide receiver out of Oregon. At pick 22, the Jacksonville Jaguars select interior offensive lineman Graham Barton from Duke. At pick 23, the Los Angeles Rams select cornerback Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. At pick 24, the Buffalo Bills add to their edge rush group with edge defender from Penn State, Chop Robinson. Pick 25, the Kansas City Chiefs select wide receiver from LSU, Brian Thomas Jr. At pick 26, the Philadelphia Eagles select Terion Arnold, cornerback out of Alabama. Pick 27, uh, the Detroit Lions select cornerback out of Iowa, Cooper Dijon. At pick 28, the Houston Texans select interior defensive lineman from Texas, Byron Murphy II. At pick 29, the Miami Dolphins add Offense, interior offensive lineman center from Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson at pick 30. The Dallas Cowboys at offensive tackle from Arizona, Jordan Morgan at pick 31. The San Francisco 49ers select Kingsley Sul Matia, offensive tackle from BYU. And the Baltimore Ravens at pick 32 select Troy Fountain, new offensive tackle, offensive lineman from Washington. Keith, where are we starting here? 
Oh man, this is tough. I, I I'll say this: just my first glimpses at it, right? The offensive lineman, right? And I know people hear it and see it, but listen, this is where the talent is, man. And if your team is not draft, if your team, I would draft the offensive lineman potentially if I don't need him, right? If there's a slight concern, I'm drafting the offensive lineman. But man, the, the DP, this, this part kind of made me happy, man, because this was like you know you got the dames dudes, right? But this, I don't even know what to call this part of the, the draft. But it was like it was like Coach K's. Key players, right? Something like that, right? I got to give me a little slogan, DP. But you had two players that uh that that you know are, are my guys, right? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking Terion Arnold, cornerback from Alabama. Everybody talks about Kool Aid McKinstry. I'm I'm telling you, this guy tests well. It, the the talks will be who's the better corner out of the two, right? And I just love the upside with Terion Arnold. But pick 28, DP is really where I want us uh where I want to stop it. And another one of my guys, man. Houston, Texas, taking interior defensive lineman Byron Murphy. I thought about this with paired with the Miko Ryan's right now. I tried to see if there was any type of, um, I guess, connection between the Miko Ryan's right and the forty. I mean, not the forty. The Miko Ryan's and the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald. Right, I was trying to piece it together. There's no connection, but I'm just telling you. I think this can be a, a home run type of hit, man. Because when you when you watch D'Amico Ryan's operate, you listen to him in press conference, you get the fact that he understands the not only the details, right, the X's and O's, but sometimes about coaching DP, it's just about doing the simple stuff, right? And I think he's going to take Byron Murphy, put him in position, and Byron Murphy's going to be productive, a productive interior defensive lineman that can get after the quarterback, right, in, in, in situations. So I really like this. And then you still have Will Anderson on the outside who's developing into – probably everything that people thought he was going to be, right, as an enforcer, as an edge rusher. And then you're talking about this young defense, still Henry Toto, Derek Stingley. Um, I, I don't know if this is a PSA announcement, but he's playing like we thought Derek Stingley would play. Who would have thought, right? And then you still have Jalen Petrie out there, right? So it's, it's a lot of just a lot of young talent on this team. And I think Byron Murphy is the exact type of – um, what's the right word, DP? Um, kind of player you bring in – to kind of mix some things up like that gives you a unique advantage because of what his skill set is. I know I, I listen. This is one of my favorite picks when I when I when I turned it in I was like, "Yep, this 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 feels great. This feels right to me because I think a lot of people are starting to the national spotlight was able to get a, a, a dosage, a taste of what Byron Murphy the second brings to the table when they uh-huh. watch Washington face Texas the the other week. They got a they got a good look like, "Oh, this guy can ball. Like I, I didn't, I don't know much about him, but I, you need to know, right? He needs to be on everybody's radar. And I put that in the mock. Keith, I, I'll tell you right now, man, because a lot of these picks, you know, still, so, I mean, I, I'm gonna go to two wide receiver situation right here. Number starting number 21. Anthony Richardson throwing the deep ball to Troy Franklin. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. Sign me up. That, that that explosive speed, right? Even if you bring Michael Pittman Jr. is due to be a free agent. And for me, even if you re-sign him, right, you want to re-sign him, bring him back. You got Alec Pierce. You got Josh Downs, right? You got a multitude of tight ends. I don't care. Bring Michael Pittman Jr. back, but still draft a wide receiver like a Troy Franklin in, in the first two rounds or so because you bring this type of juice with the run game you're going to have, right? I expect him to probably try and re-sign Zach Moss to have an insurance policy and backup running back behind Jonathan Taylor to give you that two-headed physical downhill run style or run threat. And now for me, Keith, I also, we talked about this when Anthony Richardson got hurt earlier in the 2023 season. Going forward, 
this pick for me removes him from the from having to run the ball. And what I mean by that, the design runs to where now we can like you have no choice. It's gonna be pick your poison. We can run the ball or we can go into 11 personnel and we can throw it. We can run it or throw it out of either, you know, in that formation. We can give you both looks. We can give you 11 personnel and we can run it right down your face. Or we can play action that thing and, and, and throw it over the top. Either way, you're either going to give me two high looks and I'm going to run the ball or you can give me single high. And I'm going to go deep to, to, to Troy Franklin and Michael Pittman Jr., man, and, or Alec Pierce. Either way for me. I wanted to give Anthony Richardson that that high octane weapon that this offense is missing. Then number number twenty five, Keith, real quick, Byron Thomas Jr. Brian Thomas Jr. to to Pat Mahomes, you need this. This this what this is what you're missing right now. That that explosive threat, you a uh, 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 explosive dynamic weapon vertically, right? Rasheed Rice and for me, Rasheed Rice and Brian Thomas Jr. can compare so well together, right? Yeah, you still got to figure out the whole wide receiver three situation, but at least you got two young wide receivers that mesh well and then Pat Mahomes can attack defenses with. Yeah, no, I, I when I first seen it, I was like, okay, this is another, but I, I, I want to ask you, DP, when you talk about Brian Thomas, I must, I'm a, first of all, I'm assuming um, that he's taking that vertical role, right? Like that explosive yeah. vertical deep threat role. Secondly, do you see him hit, like, is it Tyreek Hill? replacement of this more so Marquez Valdez scantling type of contribution to this or do you see it somewhat differently right like what what version of explosiveness added element do you see from from this election and you know him being input into the Chiefs offense yeah I'm never going to compare anybody's speed to Tyreek Hill so I'm gonna leave I'm gonna <laughs> just wipe that out the way uh no I think it will be uh MVS uh Marquez Valdez scantling times two in terms of this young man can catch the football, right? He can catch the football short, intermediate, and deep. And not only that, it's the ball skills at the catch point, which makes it that which separates the entire thing for me as well, Keith. So I, I just look at it from that aspect of man, you telling me that I get the opportunity to put this young man, let him be that vertical threat, but also in the red zone, you could throw the jump ball, the fade to him, you could throw, you know, different contested catch. Uh, type of routes and route concepts to him where we've seen it drop after drop after drop for MVS where it's like heartbreaking moments where it's like this is a touchdown and it just goes straight through his hands and, and no one has any type of confidence in him. So I think uh, BT, you know, BTJ, Brian Thomas Jr. is or would be more of a MVS times two or three. Okay, no, I, I can see that. And that's why I asked you, too, just to kind of paint a picture, right? Because if you say explosive playmaker, people immediately going to say, oh, Tyreek Hill, right? But yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. it's a little bit different. And then, obviously, this this offense is just a little bit different than what it was um, in years past. But, DP, that wraps up, man. That wraps up your first mock draft, man, the first one that we got going, man. And I, I, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to go through it. Um, I'll say this. Our every day is, man, everybody tapped into the podcast listening to this. If you want to go check it out, go check it out on the draft network, Damian Parsons, first mock draft, and I drop a little inkling in there, my mock draft is dropping too, right? So we're hitting you back-to-back mock drafts maybe next week, mock draft Monday. We'll go through mine. But, man, that wraps up another show, man, another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, man. And I want to say shout-out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. Y'all are running up the numbers, man. The numbers are going crazy. We told you this is the best podcast 
out there talking about NFL draft stuff and y'all are proving it, man. Tell somebody to tell somebody. And I didn't tell y'all this at the beginning of the show. But go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe, man, if you're not subscribed already. But, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. That is my co-host right there. We just went through his mock draft, man. Damian Parson, you can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. And like we always like to see, man, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back. Listen, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for, shout out for being our everydayers. We have so much more draft content coming up. We got, you know, Senior Bowl discussions. We're going to get back into Senior Bowl scouting this week. Every We got so much, guys. We're going to break down the recap, right, the game tonight. We're going to break down and recap what happens. Who's the national champion? And then we're going to do some stock up, stock down, right? We're going to do some stock up, stock down tomorrow because somebody's stock is going to go through the roof. Depends on how they play tonight. Somebody's stock might plummet. We'll see how it goes, but stay tapped in and stay tuned, all right? So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.